Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to How to Survive, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like coral snakes, or triathlons, or a global heat wave. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like losing it at pickleball, forgetting to watch your assigned show, Um, and school. All of those things are so rough on the world. They're in our rear rear view mirror or something like that. Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, You know what I like? What? Our theme song? I love it. Let's play it. Chris. Hey. Hi, Garrett. Hello. So right before we came on the air, I had to confess that I forgot to watch Real Housewives of New York. I just completely forgot. I didn't. I intentionally watched something else. Oh, okay. And Garen, you watched it. I watched it at like midnight. I will be what? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you think you had to watch it for today? He's yes. just us. Yeah, yeah. I had, I thought uh, okay. I had to watch it. I, I must have. Garen's a night owl. Homework. I know this because yes. I've texted him very late about things. Um, <laughs> my feelings. How to get um, your weed. Yes. I need a gummy, Garen. And <laughs> he just zips right over, yep. uh, you know, the 40 miles. Sends it in an Uber. Uh, in an Uber. <laughs> He's not in the it Uber. Would be no, he just sends send the, the yeah. gummy in an Uber alone yeah. than if yeah. I were to do it myself. Just buckle it in. Just buckles yes. a little gummy sitting Treat up. Safely. Yeah. Um, and then I'm so high, I can't speak because it's Garen's gummy. Um, Garen should have his own g- line of gummies. Garen's gummies. That's not bad. Oh, it's it, got a good ring to and it. And they could yeah. be little Garen. Oh, no, little squirrels. Of course, they're shaped like squirrels. Yeah, Absolutely. It has to be. And and the mm. and it says, get your nut. <laughs> get your nut on. <laughs> get your nut on. <laughs> oh, my God. This would be the best product line. I wish we could oh, sell how do these. We do it? How do we open a weed store? <laughs> I, I think just have a key. 
<laughs> I don't think it doesn't seem difficult. Just have a key. I mean, they're all, they're all over the fucking place. So, yeah. Why aren't we getting into the weed business? I don't know. By the way, slight confession. Mm-hmm. I lost it at pickleball the other day. Did you yell like at the airport? Were you half a Karen? I may have been more than I may have been three quarter Karen. <gasps> three quarter Karen. Tell us, <laughs> tell us everything. Well, so I so I was playing with Oliver on Friday, and he was like, "Oh, it's so much better because there's fewer people on Friday, and it's just it's like not as much pressure because like people won't be upset with you if you're screwing them up because they're just gonna play again in another second anyway, as opposed to having to wait for games." Okay, but. I still feel pressure, and I just can't do well when I'm playing against people who are so much better than me. I just can't. I just, like, freeze up. Okay. Not freeze up. I mean, I'm not, like, stuck. But I just don't play well, and then I get really mad. Like, I have no sense of humor about it. Okay. And you take I, it very seriously. Because it's just, like, I, this is going to sound dramatic, but it's, like, do I need to one more thing in my life that I feel incompetent in? You know what I mean? That I'm, like, not good enough. So I it's like, was cursing, like, and I was his partner. It was Oliver's partner. I'm like, fuck. Okay. I'm like yelling. Like that's not the yeah. feeling of pickleball. It's supposed to be like friendly. And You're having a good time. <clears throat> so I took myself to the easier side and, and that was fine. Okay. Well, I think it wasn't that- super, super easy. It was like people of my level, basically. So that was a good move. But I was so embarrassed and I felt so bad that I did that to him. <clears throat> how, how do you think he saw it? Do you think he saw it as as big of a deal as you did, or do you? Think- oh, I think he was probably a little embarrassed, but I apologized, and he was like, "It's okay, it's okay," you know. Yeah, but um, yeah. I feel like that was not three quarters of a Karen uh, in your mind. No, it maybe. was like, yeah, maybe it was maybe Karen isn't the right thing. It was just, uh, just, just you ridiculous. Did, you didn't that, like how you felt about uh, your behavior. It was embarrassing. I, I've done that millions of that. It's, yeah, that's that's a hundred percent natural to feel just so overwhelmed at something that. Especially because you do this every week, so you you're probably frustrated that you don't you're not as good. Like, as you why think you can't I be get better? Right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We and it's so stupid, and way. obviously it's symbolic. It has nothing really to do with pickleball. I get that. It's everything, but you know. So, well, thanks yeah. for sharing that with us. You're welcome. I'm sorry you so felt that way. So maybe that's why my nails are all gone on one side. <laughs> I think on the caring meter, <laughs> your your caring meter was low. Thanks. Um. Two two things to share. We watched Vertigo. Oh, with the kids. Yeah, um, was that from the pile of? That was from the the the, the pile of movies in the hat. Mm-hmm. Um, they really liked it. Oh, good. They Benji's first question was, "Is there a sequel?" Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> oh my god. He goes, "I don't think." I'm going to spoil something about Vertigo. So if you haven't seen this, yeah. Pause it. I don't know. Skip it. Don't pause it. Skip ahead. Pause it until you pause go watch it. Until it. you watch yeah. Vertigo. And then come, come back. <laughs> he goes, I don't think she died. Oh. So is there a sequel so we can find out what happened to her? And I was like, no, no, she did. And he goes, well, I just feel like there should be a sequel because it just felt like the, there's a lot of unanswered questions. <laughs> you should have told him, you know, if you watch all the credits, you'll see, you'll see uh, the tease for the next sequel. There's an it. Easter egg. That's amazing. Uh, I said maybe we watch more Alfred Hitchcock movies. There's yeah. a lot of icy blondes. Uh, oh yeah, and Jimmy Stewart's run. Is around. that that? Is that one Grace Kelly? No, that is Kim Novak. Oh yeah, Kim Novak, the sweater actress. The sweater actress. That's what I call her. She does a lot of acting with her sweater. Yeah, 
basically her, you know, she's got those pointy, pointy boobs. boobs and like that's her whole thing. That was a time. She's not, she's no Grace Kelly is what I'm saying. I don't think she's in, like a really in, good actor. In, oh, in acting. Two friends of the show uh, updates. Not really updates, okay. but Jimmy and I went to go see Lauren Ash. She's a rock star now. I've seen a lot of things on social media that seem like she had recorded an album or something. Yeah, so she yeah. has a single, yeah. which she wrote, yeah. and it's super fun. It's like um, pop punk okay. is her style. Yeah. So we went to go see her perform at Whiskey, the wow. Whiskey. And um, she did covers except for that song. Yeah. And it was just funny because I knew the covers and Jimmy didn't because they were like 2000s yeah. songs. Um, He's like, I stopped listening to music <laughs> in 1989. Yes. That would be late. So, um, <laughs> like, she did a whole cover. And anyway, so that was really fun. So, look out, find uh, Lauren Ash's single. Oh, Lauren. It's super fun. And then I finally started, I had bought it a while ago, but I hadn't started reading it. I finally started reading uh, John Ross Bowie's book. Yes. Uh, no Job for a Man. Yes. And uh, it's a memoir, and that's really good, too. So, I mean, I'm just, just kind of like 50 pages in. I but, love it. Yeah. So, there's a little update on our guests. I love when our guests uh, do well. Another update on our guests, yes. I just realized, is in a few days, everyone can watch Minx season yes. three, two, two. I was going to okay. I was going to tell you. I was like, wait, I think Minx is out. Okay, so it hasn't started yet. It maybe is. I mean, by the time this airs, it will, you start. will okay. be able to watch it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but you will have to get stars to watch it. Yes, which I think we will just to watch it. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have stars. I'm gonna have to. Is Stars one of those things that also plays on like Hulu? It, I think or on something. Amazon it'll be like you can get this for an extra four dollars. Uh, okay, well I'll have to figure it out because I really do like that. I want to watch it. Should we get into today's episode? I think we should. Okay, I'm, I don't even know what it is. I'm so excited. I know. Oh, you are gonna be so excited. Um, right. Hold on, glasses, and talk quietly amongst yourselves. Oh, peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. Carrots. Oh my god! Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so. Today, I'm going to give you some, well, here, I'm going to give you some recent headlines. Before you tell us the and topic? This going to give you. Okay, great. Okay. Love it. NBC News. Southwest heat wave simmering since spring will expand to cover much of U.S. Mm. BBC News. Heat wave in U.S. Southwest region to expand east. Washington Post says, this week will be summer's hottest so far over the lower 48. New York Post says Texas father smashes windshield to save crying baby <gasps> from scorching car as heat waves continue to swelter the U.S. Was his baby in the car? It wasn't his baby? Oh, it's a Texas father, so it makes it sound like it's yeah, oh. it was somebody else. What else's. the fuck? Who still leaves their fucking baby in a car? People still I, forget how there was a situation where somebody locked their keys in the car. And okay, the kid was well, there too. If it's that, that's maybe the only time you can yeah. <laughs> excuse that. Fox News says. Photos show Hunter Biden in dad's Corvette <laughs> at Delaware home. Same day as shakedown message. So we're going to cover Hunter Biden this episode? Is that what you're saying? How about Hunter Biden extra hot? Exactly. That would have been even better. I can't believe that idiot showed literal pornography. That was the Senate floor, the Congress, whatever. That was their was. main story. Yeah. Did so. she? She didn't actually show pictures of Melania. That was just like a doctored photo. No, no. Marjorie... No, I know. I know she showed photos of Hunter, but she didn't also show photos of Melania, right? That oh, was I just don't a know. joke. That, I don't okay, know. all right. I don't. Know. <laughs> Probably. I think someone like. <laughs> okay. Anyway, 
I'm going to talk about extreme heat. Yeah. How we're going to survive it. Yeah. We're going to try. Are we? I don't know. Are we going to survive it? We might not. All right. Some of us will. In the U.S., extreme heat leads to more deaths than hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, and earthquakes combined. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's also called the silent killer because experts don't even know all of its effects on the human body. We don't even have a death toll right now because Mm. it's really hard to get a count on actual uh, bodies from heat because a lot of times it's, you know, cardiac issues and Mm -hmm. people are dying from heat and they aren't able to determine. It's maybe counted as other reasons, but it is heat that is killing people. Speaking of that. Yeah. Another friend of the show, I saw yesterday on the picket line, I saw Mike Siegel. He says yes. hello, by the way. Hi, Mike. He, you know, he wor- he works a bunch of cruise ships. Yes. And he was telling me that regularly old people just die on the cruise ship. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean regularly? And he goes, well, they're just old and they just die. <laughs> they just put them on ice. And then some uh, cruise wow. line got in trouble because they were putting them like where the drinks are stored. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, listen, you already know I'm never going to go on a cruise. Yeah, right. I know you're really not. But that wouldn't help. No. But also, yeah, it also could be heat. Yeah. Heat kills a lot of old people. That's what I'm about to say. It puts a burden on older and lower income people, outdoor workers, mm-hmm. and in prisons. I I, mm-hmm. I don't have time to get into this, but I did some reading about this. So Texas has had hundreds of deaths in their prisons. Oh, my God. According to recent research in the past decade, it's over hundreds. Even though Texas is like, we haven't had a single death. Oh. Temperatures soar past 115 degrees often in their prisons. Wow. Over 70% of Texas prisons are not air conditioned. 70 percent in the u.s or in texas this is in texas alone where the temperatures often inside of prisons go past 115 degrees and so families are lobbying and saying you know they 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 have humanity that you know it's it's inhumane yeah um and the the officials are like no one's ever died from heat (sighs) in our prisons so you know there's a little bit of a disparity Uh between uh, these two facts Alternate facts, guys. Mm -hmm. There are many non-fatal health consequences in heat wave. Mm -hmm. The longer the heat wave sticks around, the worse things get, which is what a large part of the U.S. and the world finds itself in this summer. Mm. So most of us here and most of our listeners are probably in a heat wave right now. And if you're not, um, you're going to (laughs) be. Right. (laughs) Buckle up. Just stick around. So Earth, for the last 16 days has been the hottest recorded temperatures on record. And the planet's surface temperature is on track to break a record set only a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my God. Why, guys? Why? Okay. Last month was the warmest June. Libtards? I think it's Libtards. Okay. It's us. Last month was the warmest June on planet Earth since record-keeping began in 1850, mm-hmm. according to this nonprofit group called Berkeley Earth. Hippies, Berkeley Earth, tree huggers. And it's not just the air. The ocean is getting hotter, too. Yes. So we, Danielle and I might, might be like, good. Right. We talked about this last week, I think, about the 96 degrees. And, and we're like, yay. Yeah. But Florida. some minor issues <laughs> <laughs> about the Earth. The death of the, coral the, the ocean and getting it, warmer yeah. is, yeah, thermal expansion Coral bleaching, mm. accelerated melting of Earth's major ice sheets, right. intensified hurricanes, and changes in ocean health and biochemistry. Okay, so this is a little bit of a spoiler alert. So about 
as hor- the earth. <laughs> yeah. The earth yes. is going to die in as the next year. Horrifyingly hot as this summer has been for many of us. Uh-huh. It may be one of the cooler years for the rest of our lives. Come on. Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding? I'm not. This is this is the truth. This okay. is maybe the coolest year we're going to have. I mean, it's forever. It's a belty year. It is always a belty year though. So we have that to yeah, look forward to. Yeah, so that's to. cool. You're always going to look good in your belt while you melt. Right. <laughs> it's a melty year. It's a melty year. Okay, I'm going to briefly use a, using as little science words as possible mm-hmm. explain why this is happening. Okay. And some of you are going to be like, duh, I knew that. Number one, heat domes mm-hmm. have settled over parts of the world. So this was caused by uh, Stephen King's book, The Dome. <laughs> it was? That's how hot of a writer he is? He's so good. He should have written, written that under a pseudonym like he does sometimes, and then it wouldn't have been as successful. He should write The Undome and reverse it. So this is what causes this. Okay, heat wave is caused by a buildup of high pressure in the atmosphere. This pressure compresses, heats up the air below it, and then as the air goes down, it pushes out all the cooler air, squeezes away the clouds, and then the sun has full access. Oh, okay. Okay. The ground, which includes soil, sand, concrete, asphalt, is then baked. Mm. Temperatures go up. Plus, the jet stream, I'm not going to explain that because I can't. No. You, you can go to science for that. Okay. Can hold the dome in place for extended periods. Florida, California, and Arizona are now baking under these heat domes. Okay. So we're in a heat dome. Yeah. With Florida and Arizona, which yeah. is embarrassing. Yeah, we don't generally want to be coupled with them. We don't want to any... group up yeah. with them. I, we do. We do like some things about Florida and Arizona, though. So we don't want to completely root them out. No. Number two, it's a big El Nino year. Mm. El Nino, because I'm always like, I don't know what is that. It's a certain wind that comes up a certain direction. Very nice, yeah. Danielle. You're smarter than I am. Science is a. It's a climate pattern. That's caused by warm water spreading along the equator in the Pacific Ocean. This adds additional warming, so the heat in the Pacific gets transferred to the atmosphere. Oh. And it may have already contributed to early season heat waves in Asia. And now it's coming for us. Number three. There's one thing that's making heat waves more extreme that I haven't mentioned yet. Does anybody have an idea of what that might be? Global warming? Climate change, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. You don't want to say global warming. I'm scared. You're <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to come after you if you say global warming. She she might she might come after me, and she's got big biceps. I know she does a lot of. Um, does she do PX90 or some? Yeah, stupid... doesn't she do? She's she, shoveling she, all that like... bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a shovel. It's a shoveling bullshit day. Yes. Work out my arms <laughs> on Mondays and Wednesdays. This is stuff you know. Cars, factories, power plants have warmed the world by about 1.2 degrees Celsius. Celsius. They do a lot of selfies. Yeah. That's two degrees Fahrenheit. That's since the Industrial Revolution. So we're on track to blow past the 1.5 degrees Celsius in a matter of years without reducing our fossil fuel emissions. You guys know this. This is according to the world's top clients, top climate scientists if you believe those nerds. Yeah. Okay. So when I say those words, though, do you know what that means? When I say that 1.5 degrees Celsius? No. Because when they say that, I'm always like, oh, I don't know what you mean. Put it in Fahrenheit. But okay. If I said in Fahrenheit, would you know what that means? That the world, that the earth is getting warmer? How would I not know that? Yes. But like when I I say we're on track to blow blow past 1.5 degrees Celsius, 
What is, is that, what is that? Is why, that the ca- like the, why is that number important? Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. You're right. That's what I'm talking about. That's okay. I'm a return, fool. Right? No, I, I just want to know if other people understood that. <laughs> no, and I no, I'm, okay. I'm just being silly. What? You were all fools. Yeah. Is that the point of no return temperature? Kind increase? of. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I did a little research to kind of get an understanding of what that means. Okay. Since the last ice age ended nearly 12,000 years ago, that was a while. Danielle's already yawning. Sorry. She's like, oh my God, this is really long. The Earth's long-term average global temperature has never varied by more than 1.5 degrees above a stable 14 degrees Celsius. That's 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Meaning overall, the the stable average. Yes. But within a decade, a fossil fuel emissions with, okay, I'm going to start over. But within a decade, that's in the next 10 years, Mm -hmm. fossil fuel emissions accumulating in the atmosphere and trapping more of the sun's energy are expected to drive global temperatures above that 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit warming mark. Okay. So they're saying we're going to blow past it. We're not supposed to. Right. So. And all this like electric vehicles and stuff isn't helping. It is, but it's not enough. It's not enough. It's we got to get enough. more electric vehicles. We got to do a lot more. Take take away the gas cars. We got to do so much more. Right. Okay. Here's what can. Here's what will happen mm. because it's not enough. I I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Coral reefs face almost complete die off. Unheard of storms become more common. Melting ice leads to flooded cities. This is already happening. Yeah. It's not like oh guys, this is going to happen in right. the future. Okay. I'm going to give you some tips on how you can prepare for extreme heat. These are practical things that we should all do. Roll up your pants in case there's a flood? Yeah, have a canoe. Sure. Okay. How about- Get, get sun bum. <laughs> get your sun bum. Sun, don't, sun take it, don't take it to the airport. <laughs> all right. How can you prepare- How can you prepare for extreme heat? Mm. This isn't climate change stuff. This is, we're in a heat wave. You got to be safe. Oh, in the immediate. In the immediate, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give you some other tips later. How can you prepare? How about using fans? Mm-hmm. Well, they do create airflow, but a false sense of comfort. They do not reduce body temperature oh. or prevent heat-related illnesses. Oh, okay. So if you don't have air conditioning, I'm talking about if you don't have air conditioning. Yeah. A lot of people do not have air conditioning. Of course. In, in Europe, most people do I not know. have air conditioning. Yeah. So here's what you need to do. Find places where you live where you can get cool, such as libraries, shopping malls. Contact your local health department to find a cooling center in your area. Cover windows with drapes or shades. Weather strip your doors and your windows. You can get window reflectors specifically designed to reflect heat back outside. They sell them on Amazon. They're not expensive. Interesting. I looked it up. But then will that f- warm further warm the earth? No, they're not bad for earth. Okay. Okay. Add insulin. I almost said add, add insulin. Add insulin to your diet? Add insulation to keep the heat out. Install Window air conditioners, if you can afford them. Yeah. Insulate around them. Uh, I also read, you know, put paper to- wet paper towels in the freezer, uh-huh. and you can cool your body temperature that way. Take cold baths. Okay. Lower your body temperature. Right. You know, because the f- then the fan will be helpful uh, to Interesting. You. Okay. If you are unable to afford your cooling cost, weatherization, or energy-related home repairs, contact the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program for help. That's a good resource. Okay. Be safe during. Oh, okay. These are some obvious things. This seems pretty obvious, but a lot of people still do this kind of stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? Avoid high energy activities or work outdoors Mm -hmm. during midday heat. Right. But if that's your job. If that's your job, then you're 
you're in trouble and yeah. I'm sorry and I am, I'm sad that you have to do this. Check on family members, older adults and neighbors. Never leave people or pets in a closed car on a warm day. Come on, people. Go to a cooling center. I already said that. Wear loose, lightweight, light-colored clothing. Use your oven less. Don't mm, cook. Done. Cold. Store your sweaters in the oven like Carrie did on Sex in the City. Oh, is that a thing she did? That's what she did. Did she then accidentally set her apartment on fire? No, because she never used her oven. Oh, okay. If you're outside, find shade. Wear a hat wide enough to protect your face. But wait a second. Why would they tell you to store your sweaters in the, like, how is that helpful? I just said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was an actual tip. Like, it will, it will make you not use your oven if there's, like. It will make you like, not wear your sweaters. Yeah, out of season. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm going to talk about heat stroke. Okay. So you know to look for the signs and how to help someone. Yep. If they have it. It can occur without any previous heat-related condition, such as heat exhaustion. Here are the signs and symptoms. Fever of 104 degrees Fahrenheit or greater. Changes in mental status or behavior, such as confusion, agitation, and slurred speech. Ooh. I might constantly be yes. in a state of heat stroke. <laughs> we need to get you a f- uh, AC. Hot, dry skin, nausea and vomiting, flushed skin, rapid pulse, rapid breathing, headache, fainting, seizure, coma. Oh, my God. Serious. Okay. Call 911. Right away. Put the person in a cool tub of water or a cool shower. Hose them off if you need to. Yeah. Spray them with a garden hose. Sponge the person with cool water. Fan the person. Misting. Place ice packs or cool wet towels. Get them cold. Yeah. Cover the person with cool damp sheets. If they're conscious, offer give offer them cold water or a sports drink. Um, nothing with alcohol. Oh, no. Begin CPR if the person loses consciousness. Other, I went to a couple sites and a lot of them said don't give them anything to drink. But I because? think because when they're that confused, their trachea can close oh and they can God. choke. But Jesus. if they're upright and conscious, obviously you can offer them okay. something to drink. Right. Right. Like you always see in movies like people trying to like force water down someone's throat. You don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I can see that. If thing. they're yeah. alert enough that they seem they can drink. But the first item of business is cool their body down. Right. That's the main D- the, the first thing doesn't have to be to get them to drink. Right, okay. Heat, exhaust, heat exhaustion mm-hmm. is less severe. They'll have heavy sweating as opposed to um, a heat stroke where they might not be sweating. Oh. Okay. Uh, heavy sweating, rapid pulse. Um, if you think you have heat exhaustion, stop all activity and rest. Move to a cooler place. Drink cool water and sports drinks. If your symptoms get worse, call your doctor. Okay, so this is a little sideways direction, but I wanted to share. I found something that I thought was so interesting that I wanted to share it with you guys. From the animal kingdom. Okay. Beavers uh-huh. are heat wave heroes, you guys. <gasps> they are? Yeah. So I read this amazing article by ben, His name's Benji Jones, so I'm already inclined to like him because yeah. his name's Benji. <laughs> I'm going to give you some highlights, and I'll put the whole article in the um Newsletter. So beavers, you know, they're web-footed, fat-tailed, amphibious. And I'm sorry to tell you, Danielle, they are rodents. Oh, they are? They're big and cute. Okay, they are pretty cute. So they help countless other animals survive a heat wave. And I think humans, too. So listen to what they do. Okay. Not only do they drench certain landscapes in cold water, but they also help cool the air. They even make forests and grasslands less likely to burn. So 
Once upon a time, beavers were hunted nearly to extinction in North America and parts of Europe, and some people still consider them pests. But if we know one thing about beavers, what do we know? What do we know that they do? They build dams. Exactly. Dams form ponds, widen rivers, and create wetlands, okay. building all kinds of these aquatic habitats that many other animals like birds and frogs rely on. Okay. Dams can deepen streams. And deeper layers of water tend to be cooler. As streams run into these structures, they can start to dig into the riverbed. So according to Emily Fairfax, who's an expert in ecology and hydrology at California State University Channel Islands. So she said there can be a six foot deep pool behind a three foot high beaver dam. Okay. So they also, dams also help force cold groundwater to the surface. Um, They block water as it rushes downstream, forcing some of it to travel underground where it mixes with chillier groundwater before resurfacing. So that's really important for a lot of temperature sensitive species like salmon and trout. Okay. Which we want to protect because they feed a lot of other animals and humans like to eat them. Um, They also, beavers also can help chill the air. If you're standing near a beaver meadow, pretty much anywhere, it's going to be way cooler. Hmm. So as the water in a beaver habitat starts to evaporate, the air cools down. That's because turning water into vapor requires energy. And some of that energy comes from the heat in the air. This is how swamp coolers or evaporative coolers work. It's the same reason sweating cools the body down. Okay. Um, it's like an AC system. Sitting out there in the landscape, keeping the air temperature like 10 or 15 degrees cooler. Wow. Um, So as we know, heat waves can fuel other problems like droughts and wildfires. Here again, beavers can help. So beaver dams flooding the landscape with water is good because wet things obviously don't burn as easily. Right. Right? You don't hear about, like, the Florida Everglades being on fire. Right. Yet, I hope. I mean, (laughs) tune in tomorrow. Yeah. The plants are effectively irrigated year-round. This woman, this scientist Fairfax um, that I talked about earlier, she led a study in 2020 that showed that areas full of beaver dams are relatively unaffected by wildfires. By slowing the flow of water, beavers also help mitigate the severity of floods, yet another natural disaster that climate change can make worse. So beavers are pretty amazing by simply living their best lives, doing what they do, Uh damming up streams with their little tiny hands and big teeth. They're helping out all these other animals and ecosystems and us. Yeah. I think we need to follow their example and make our cities and towns more resilient um, like, you know, we just need to be like beavers. Can we put them in places that they aren't right now? Can yeah. we put them? I mean, I'm sure they can't survive in the ocean, but. I think that's what they're advocating in this article is really like just relocating the beavers, adding more beavers everywhere. <laughs> we need more it's beavers. Beaver fest. Beaver fest. Beaver fest. Be- think of the pr- promotion. Oh, I love. Um, let's see. <laughs> Beaver That's... Beaver Fest 2023. You can't beat our beavers. Right. This is going to confuse a few forget people. Forget a sausage fest. This is a yeah, beaver, beaver fest. Beaver fest. How about you can't lick our beavers? There you go. <laughs> I thought we were going to get the whole get through the whole thing without making any beaver jokes but we didn't what do you like okay. better you can't beat our beavers or you can't lick, lick. our beavers you can't lick our beavers yeah I think yeah it's good yeah 
Although that might make some people not show up, though. Yeah, because you want to look. Oh, want to do it. That's true. That's true. So I don't advocate for putting, um, you know, non-domesticated animals in houses. However, I implore you to find the video. I don't know why this family has a beaver in their house, but they have a beaver in their house, and the beaver is going back and forth grabbing toys and making a dam out of them. <gasps> I can't wait to see this. It's amazing. The fact that this exists, yeah. it brings it's so much hilarious. joy to my heart. I do have a story to share. Great. This is Kirk Wolf's story mm-hmm. it's from 2011. It's in his voice. I don't know what he sounds like, so I'm just going to read it in my voice. I woke up at 5 a.m. ready to tackle my first triathlon, one-mile swim, 25-mile bike, and six-mile run. Needless to say, this Sunday morning triathlon turned out to be much more eventful than I could have ever anticipated. Mm. After making a short bike ride from our hotel to the triathlon setup and transition area, it was clear it was going to be a hot and humid day. Having trained all winter and spring in Chicago, I was clearly not acclimated to the heat and humidity of Miami. Oh, My lack of attention to the conditions and the humidity in particular would turn out to be my first mistake. The swim started at 6.56 a.m., the frenzy at the start of the race as the triathletes plunged into the water and worked to make the turn around the first buoy was both exhilarating and frightening. The waves were powerful, and it was going to be a grind to swim that mile. <sighs> the strength of the waves made it harder to breathe without taking an occasional gulp of salt water. While the swim was more than I anticipated, I ended up finishing in a little over 40 minutes. Imagine swimming 40 minutes no, in the ocean. I, I can't imagine being in a pool for 40 minutes, I can honestly. barely swim one lap yeah. in, a, in a regular pool. I took my time walking out of the water, peeling back the wetsuit, showering off the salt water, and moving into the transition area to dump my wetsuit and grab my bike. The ride itself went smoothly, and I really enjoyed it. At one point toward the end of the ride, I glanced down on my arm to see whether the sun was burning me. While I did not see any signs of burning, I was focused on the wrong thing and did not pay attention to the fact I was not sweating heavily. Oh. I had been consuming fluids throughout the bike ride, including before and after the transition, two bottles of water on my bike, and during the ride with water stations. As I took off on the run, I also felt fairly good about my ability to hit my goal to finish the race in less than three hours. I cranked up my intensity. This increase in intensity would ultimately turn out to be a mistake. While I continued to consume water and vitamin water at the water stations, I did not slow down to walk through. As a result, I did not consume as much water as I could have or should have given the conditions. I remember looking down at my watch, seeing I was tracking at two hours and 50 minutes, realizing the finish line was less than a mile away. Then everything became fuzzy. The last thing I remember was crouching over to catch my breath. One of my buddies, Dan, stopped to check on me, realized I needed help, and tracked down an EMT. I was suffering from heat stroke, and my temperature had elevated into dangerous territory, reaching a height of 105.7 oh degrees. Oh my god! The first 10 to 15 minutes of treatment for anyone suffering from heat stroke are the most critical. The EMTs took all the appropriate steps, including moving me into the shade, applying ice packs, and inserting an IV to pump fluids into my body. Dan's awareness and the rapid response of the EMTs saved my life. <sighs> I awoke in the emergency room and began screaming as the doctors took the necessary steps to keep me alive. I was fortunate the hospital was just a five-minute drive away, and I had some highly competent ER doctors attending to my situation. The doctors worked feverishly to stabilize my body on multiple fronts, including increasing my blood pressure, reducing my heart rate, and getting my kidneys working again. The work done by the ER docs was equally important to saving my life. One of the side effects of heat stroke is hallucination. As I started to stabilize in the ER, 
and my brain started to function again, my mind started racing and hallucinating. As I lay there in my ER bed, I knew I was in Miami, 38 years old, married with three kids, and lived in Illinois. It took a while, but I was able to communicate most of this information to the doctors in one-word blocks with nods of my head. At the same time, I was hallucinating I had been running in the Miami Marathon, not triathlon, and had been struck by a car as I ran through a downtown intersection. The hallucination was so powerful I could, and can still, picture the intersection and the initial impact of the car with my body. I even started thinking about how ridiculous it was the Miami police had failed so miserably to protect runners on the course. (laughs) My hallucination had convinced me most of my bones were broken, and there was a strong chance I would never walk again. To make it worse, even though my brain was racing, I questioned whether I would ever be able to talk normally again. No more kicking the soccer ball with Grace, shooting hoops with Henry, dancing with Lily and more. It was not until I reached the ICU many hours later and my wife Amy arrived at my bedside that my brain had recovered enough to reconcile what had actually happened. A car had not hit me, I had not suffered a heat stroke, and I would fortunately have a chance at 100% recovery. I spent five days in the hospital in the initial recovery from my heat stroke. In my case... As a result of my muscles being so fried, my CPK levels were off the charts. And at one point... finger looking good. I know, right? He, he really loved chicken. Yeah. Register... Oh, at one point, they registered as high as 5,800. They're supposed to be between 100 and 200. Oh, wait. I said the wrong thing. KFC. CPK is the... California, California, California Pizza, Pizza kitchen. kitchen. I knew it didn't... Okay, sorry. I, I interrupted your serious story to do a dumb pun that wasn't even the right dumb pun. We, Apologies. We got you. We got you, girl. Maybe I need some vitamin water. Okay. After Maybe the chicken pizzas are finger licking good. I yeah. guess. After a massive diet of fluids and rest, my CPK returned to normal range almost two weeks after suffering the heat stroke. As I've learned in researching heat stroke, I clearly checked all the key boxes that led to heat stroke. I was not acclimated to the Miami climate. Uh. As a result, the high humidity took its toll. Interestingly, from what I gathered from my buddies who spent time in the ER waiting room, most of the triathlon participants who suffered from heat stroke were also from northern states Mm -hmm. and likely also trained in vastly different conditions. I feel blessed and lucky to be alive. April 10th, 2011 is a day I will never forget. Without question, it was the most traumatic and terrifying of my life. The impact of my my near-death experience has yet to fully settle in. I do know it immediately makes all the cliches very real. Life is short. Enjoy every day. Stop and smell the roses. Take nothing for granted. Don't sweat the small stuff and more. Uh, Four cups of tea, chicken soup for the soul. (laughs) (laughs) With each passing day, as I put distance between today and April 10th, I become more determined to turn this experience into a positive and transformative one in my life. Enjoy every day. Holy moly. I'm shocked that he was there for that long for heat stroke. Yeah. So it's obviously, a serious event. the first thing obviously is you have to get the fever down, but then I guess you said that the muscles are fried. Like you, yeah, have to... it's this ends CPK is an en- enzyme is a protein released from the muscles and into the bloodstream. So usually after a workout, those enzy- enzymes are flushed out. The ne- body naturally flushes them out, but because his muscles were so fried. They weren't flushed out, oh, okay. so he had to just wait for them to return to a normal range. How scary. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Yeah, because you wouldn't think, like, you'd have to, yeah, no, you have to train in the city that you're going, you know, or a similar climate, at least. I guess. Participate I guess. In. I mean, it's also possible he would have had that happen no matter what, you right. know? But, I mean, it's, 
It's no joke, this heat stroke. It's no, it isn't. Scary. And I think as as we all learn to adapt to a, a warming earth, and especially for those of us who live in places that are really affected by these heat domes, yeah. which is, I think, everyone, yeah. really, like you're not going to avoid um, this heat. Right. Unless, I, I don't know, you live in maybe Iceland? Yeah. Norway? Right. Finland? That refrigerator on the cruise with the dead people? Yeah, maybe you live in a refrigerator on a cruise ship. You're going to have to learn how to adapt and live differently. Mm-hmm. Well, that was crazy. Um, I, it's, it's terrifying. I mean, it's all, it's all really terrifying. I hope what I didn't want to do is make people feel sad about the world, but also like prepare everyone for the reality of that. This is not like this isn't a fluke year. No, it's this is our new reality. And we also can have we can be game changers in it. We can we don't have to sit back and take it. We can make powerful changes in our lives. A lot of it, I think you do do by voting. Yeah. For the people who care. Right. Really, your most powerful voice in this is who you vote for yeah you vote for people who care about the environment because that really will make the most effective change right we'll be right back with more fun i can't wait after this okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Christine. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Oh, I already said your name. Ah, shit. Now the whole thing is fucked up. Let's just, you know, let's stop this podcast. Let's do it. We're not doing it right. guys. What? I just said thanks. Oh, okay. yeah. Let's go along with the bit. <laughs> was there a bit? <laughs> and were you going along with it? Uh, probably not. That's the question. How was your break? It was wonderful. What did you do? That was so wonderful. I read a few texts from my husband. Yeah. And then how that, are things going with Sven? They're great. Does it's the popsicle fine. juice come through in the text? <laughs> Does he make crunching sounds? Does he type out crunching sounds? I can hear it. Slurping. Asterisk. Crunch. Asterisk. Asterisks. Asterisk. Oh, boy. Jesus. Were you an English major or something? Yeah. Don't you have degrees? Uh, Many. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So, before the break, we talked about how it's too hot for Earth. Right. And now with our guest, we're going to talk about how it's too cool for school. Yes. Love it. Tig Notaro is here. A lot of Finally. us know her as Tig. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, for those of you, everyone knows how accomplished she is. Yeah. But watch One Mississippi on Prime Video. Yes. It's fabulous. You created it, right? It's based on your life. 
Loosely. Loosely. Based on my life. I created it with Diablo Cody. Oh, right. Hmm. Very exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. And you can watch her in the film We Have a Ghost, playing Dr. Leslie Monroe. It's available right. on Netflix. She's also, I didn't know this, because I haven't seen this yet, in Your Place or Mine. Mm-hmm. She plays Alicia. Yep. I didn't see it, but I know she's the best thing in it. It's on Netflix. <laughs> uh, lots of fun things you can see, like a documentary called Tig from 2015. It's very special. I've seen it. Bunch of stuff awful that happens to her. And she's like, you know what? I can work with it. <laughs> and she's, of course, an amazing stand-up. Let's drawn. not forget that. Yes. Drawn, her special. Okay. HBO. Yep. Happy to be here on Netflix. Oh, I, I saw Drawn, of course. So funny. Yep. Oh, really my good. God. Watch it with my kids. Yep. We Same. all loved it. Under a Rock with Tig Notaro, where she doesn't know who famous people are. It's adorable. <laughs> uh, I just watched one last night with uh, the woman from Big Bang Theory. I've decided to forget her name. Kaylee? Kaylee Cuoco. Cuoco. Very funny. She also has a podcast. I don't know. I don't know how you have twins also and do all these things. I... Uh, did you stop sleeping? You don't really pay attention to them, right? <laughs> just, she's like, oh, I mean, neglect you're just them. a neglectful parent. Yeah, yeah. We have four nannies, and we yeah. don't uh, we don't ever Private interact chef. with them. That's smart. Don't make eye contact. I would. I was going to say, I would put uh, bandanas around their eyes uh-huh. so that you can't make eye contact with them, because then mm-hmm. they're just going to expect things from you. Right, right. Right? Keep their... Keep the expectations. We've low. never given them anything to think they should expect anything. Good. Yeah. That is right. the best kind of parenting. Yeah. One of the other, I'm going to mention one more thing that, that Tig does that we I love. We also don't have four nannies. We don't I even know. have one. <laughs> this American Life, uh-huh. you tell a lot of funny stories on This American Life. Mm. You're, you, I've searched out you on This American Life just to listen to Your you. Your kind. Because <laughs> so funny. So good. Listen to, find her on This American Life and listen to her because she's very funny on this. You told a story recently about a fireman. Yes. Oh, yes. That's a great story. Thank it's you. so yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's really special. So seek it out. We'll put it in the newsletter. Could I have heard that on something else? Was it in one of your specials? Well, uh, I did a Netflix special that was LGBTQ. Uh-huh. Uh, a bunch of people, like 30 performers. Oh. Um, it was insane. Um, like in one special? Yeah, some people I did like maybe three minutes. Okay. And then I think I did seven minutes. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. Do you get like more time, like if you're gayer? Uh, <laughs> it, the shorter your hair is, uh-huh, the longer, the longer the you set. get. It. It's yeah. like an equal. Mm-hmm. Okay, proportional. Um, but the, it was especially fun to tell that story because the story is um, uh, about being attracted to a fireman. Yeah. And then to do it for an LGBTQ <laughs> right. um, audience uh, was was really fun. Um, but you know, as I I don't know if I said in that version, but it's like you can fall for and be attracted to anyone at any point, and it goes every which way. Yeah, yeah. And I was truly, genuinely, as this man carried me out of my house in the middle of the night, I was like. This feels so good to be held in the arms of a gigantic, uh, muscular man. Yeah. You know how that goes. Well, do I? <laughs> I've thought about it. Sure. You've heard stories. Yes. But I've I seen d- films. I, I d- I, 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 you've seen lesbians being carried yes. out by firemen, but I, I truly... It felt so good. It's so oh, great. It I, sounds I heard wonderful. The, anyway, I heard the story somewhere. I don't know if I saw which special or if I heard This American Life. I don't remember, but yeah. it's, a, it's a great story. Who cares? It happened. It, it happened sounds and wonderful. it's really funny. It is true. 
it's, it's, it's really also funny. just I think it's so relatable because I don't think I mean I don't I don't know how Danielle feels about this but I am not a person who is attracted to that sort of man, like mm-hmm. those big sort of uh, burly. Me and you both. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I thought. But, and I've told the story, I, I'm not going to get into it on this episode because everybody knows it, but my son got badly burned and four firemen oh. came up our driveway and I was like, I want all of you. Right. Like, I wanted to marry all of them. Like, yeah. something about them to also coming to like protect and mm-hmm. save and yeah, help. Yeah, it's the nurturing it's, plus it's, the muscles. They're so Well, like, and mine had a mustache, but yeah. Yeah, ahead. I mean, add Burt Reynolds in there. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Forget it. It's all this nostalgia of like your childhood. You know what I just realized? We were talking about um, Love American Style earlier as we are want to do. And uh, we watched an episode last night and Burt Reynolds was in it. And I said he wasn't good. He didn't have a mustache. No. Maybe mm-hmm. his powers lie within yeah. his mustache. That's You don't want to see Burt Reynolds without a mustache. Yeah. My powers lie within my mustache. Yeah. So I Because you twirl it when you're feeling particularly saucy. I do. And there's only one hair. Right, but um, it does it hit that one that just keeps coming? <laughs> I have that. I have that in my chin, and it just keeps coming. Yeah, I, I had a back. very awkward, um, out of place hair story, and I was years ago on a date with a woman mm-hmm. having a coffee. Oh, it's so horrifying! <laughs> <laughs> it's so horrifying. Do you want to change the subject of your no. embarrassing story? <laughs> no. I, look, I'm happy to just divulge all. Yeah, of take all of them. Stories, Good. This girl ranged across. No. And keep in mind, she didn't become my wife. Um, right. This was how uncomfortable this moment was. Not that we were there to decide on marriage, but she reached across. <laughs> I've, I've heard you guys move fast. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Well, and then we, you know, rent the Penske truck. Um, but uh, I, she reached across the table and she said, oh, you have a hair and it, I can't. It, it was on my oh. neck, and it was like six feet long. Not six feet, six <laughs> inches long. She pulls it, and she I go it with just, it. No. <laughs> no. And how then you, no. Yes, it was so. Oh how do, you, how do you get out of that? I, I mean, I had to just um, remove her hand from my six inch long <gasps> neck hair that I had never seen before, right. and nobody had Sometimes ever. Sometimes they just. Papa. Yes. Weird. And so I was like, oh, that's that's part of me. And then I had to just remove it right there and then oh. uh, check, please. What we should be talking about is your high school experience. Mm. First, I guess if I back up, because yeah. high school I can barely even talk about because I dropped out of right. high school. But elementary school, I was very into it and interested and uh, I think engaged. And then that started to dissipate. Uh, around fourth grade. Oh, okay. Uh, real early. What happened in fourth grade? Uh, I honestly think that the work just started to get a little harder, like mm-hmm. uh, division started to get longer. I was just going to say, it gets harder. <laughs> I was yeah. just going to say, was it long division that yeah, broke you? Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, and then multiplication and just, like the long division where you have to do levels and mm-hmm. levels. Math of, gets real in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything gets real yeah. in fourth grade. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I had a friend in fourth grade that had full-blown boobs and on her period. Oh. So, like, that's a lot to yeah. be dealing with. That's early. None of that ever happened for me. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what age I got right. to. That, that you skipped over. Yeah, but to have that going on and doing levels and levels of long division. Right. Um, and, you know, people would um, 
try to make me feel like, uh, oh, you must have been just so smart and bored. You were probably bored. <laughs> I, I'm like, no, I didn't understand. I, right, I was right. having a hard time. <laughs> and um, and so, yeah, my, my, my grades just totally spiraled. And I, I also was always the the class clown that was interjecting, mm-hmm. heckling the teacher and mm-hmm. everyone and everything. Did and you do that chair bit that you did on Conan? And you just dragged the chair across the- <laughs> <laughs> in your class? I, I wish I'd had. I that would have been I'd hilarious. Had. But you know what I did do? Um, and this was in seventh grade. I was given a a test that I think it was just multiple choice or something mm-hmm. like that. Things where you have to fill things in. And I just put an F at the top and then slid the <laughs> when it was handed to me I just wrote F and then slid it away and put my head down um, that's so amazing that's kind of that's that's how I was yeah in yeah. school well yeah in art class one time I uh, it was they were all circular tables and like you know eight kids sitting at a circular table and we were doing something with yarn and uh, I got the yarn. And, you know, remember in art class, it's so chaotic. And yeah. the teacher's a wackadoo. And oh, yeah. just, it's a circus in there. So I crawled under the table and ran the yarn through everybody's <laughs> shoelaces <laughs> and tied it so that whenever somebody got up, you Are know. you serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand why they didn't just pass you. If, <laughs> well, Here's yeah. Your diploma. I, I, uh, I'm in, you, in art class even. Yeah. Um, I remember my teacher. Uh, did your teachers do this where they would call you up to their desk and show you privately what your grade is? Yeah. And then you go that sit down. That does sound familiar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, my teacher called me up. And I loved art. I loved drawing. My mother was an artist. My grandmother was an artist. It was, art was in my world. Uh-huh. And I think I was pretty good at it, but I just wasn't applying myself. Mm-hmm. But the teacher was showing me my grade. And I, and I was excited because I was like, oh, a 77? Oh. And she said, no, that's a one. I had a 17 oh. in art. Out of 100? Yeah. How does that e- Exactly. How Did you remind her about the shoelace thing? I I failed three <laughs> grades. You did? And then dropped out. I have a seventh grade education. I knew you dropped. Wait, you dropped out in, se- in seventh grade? Oh, no. because you were 20. <laughs> no. no, my the last grade that I had. Mm-hmm. Did I just say I dropped out in seventh grade? No, you no. said you had a seventh grade education. Oh, yeah. Which would I, imply that seventh grade is the last grade I graduated. Okay. And then I went to eighth grade. Uh-huh. I failed that. Failed okay. That. I repeated eighth grade, failed it again. Uh-huh. Then they moved me up to ninth. Because they were just they were like, they were just we like, know what to do. Oh, gosh. She can go. Right. Yeah. Moved me up to ninth, and then I dropped out. Okay. So, so I was dro- basically 43. <laughs> <laughs> so you already had your own apartment. Yeah. Your mom I wasn't was, really mad. I was, she was smoking. Just, right, I was, right. you know. Right. So wait, so... You dropped out during ninth grade or after ninth grade? During. And you were maybe 15 or younger. That's pretty well, young, right? She was held back three times. And yeah. I don't really know. So what, yeah. how did your parents react to this? I mean, they, they, I mean, if you're, you were under 18, right? Mm-hmm. So did they have to give you permission to drop out? I had to go around and have teachers sign me out um, to acknowledge that I was withdrawing from school. Okay. And yeah. what, how did your parents react to this? 
Well, my stepfather, I wasn't raised with my father. Um, And then my stepfather, who had been in my life since I was two, um, he he was very disappointed yeah because he was um how dare you say yeah no of course (laughs) (laughs) it seems like the base minimum that you should graduate high school i did get my ged okay and my cat ate it (laughs) i i know is your cat smarter now Uh, (laughs) no but all of the all of the you gotta get a degree you gotta get your ged and then i left it on the table my cat ate it and then my whole point to my family was now it's in a kitty litter box right you know like that like nobody's asked for it right right what is left of it is hanging framed in my office because people are like your cat did not eat your ged and you're like no it it did um amazing but um so my mother was a very free-spirited artistic funny person Mm -hmm. and um very into like art and fashion and what just all of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and she always thought I was cool and was supportive of me she of course wanted me to apply myself in life and do a good job but I don't know she wasn't as she got you yeah what did you do like what did you do with your days well I was already in ninth grade. I was in one of those. uh, I don't know if you had this at your school where you go part of the day to school and then you get to leave to go to work. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of it. We had vocation. My school had a strong because I'm from a small town in the Midwest and Mm -hmm. had a very strong vocational program Mm -hmm. because there were kids who it was like, you're not going to college. Yeah. And so we need to prepare you. Yeah. And so we had. I did that program. My family's not, front, you know, working class. And so okay. a lot of kids were like, yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. learn how to work on a car. You're going to learn yeah. how to do hair. You're going to well, yeah, I, go to your job. Yeah, yeah. I had a job. Oh, okay. Um, and so I got to leave school after mm-hmm. half of the day and just And go even to, that you couldn't hack. Well, no, <laughs> not no, even half a day. No, not, like, fuck nor this could shit. I hack my job. I was like, <laughs> what was the job? I well, it, I worked with in, in childcare. Okay. My good friend had a job at a daycare center, and she was going off to college because mm-hmm. she was the normal age and, <laughs> and was like graduating and right. going off to college. And she said, "I'm leaving my job if you want it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll take that." And just a side note. Childcare is not the job that you just like pick up like you're working at a pizza, right. yeah. right. you know, delivering pizzas. But it was good for me because, as we talked about before, kind of that um, side of me that's a little reserved. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do when I walked into the classroom with the kids because they were crawling on me. And yeah. when I had long hair then, they wanted to braid my hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Well, hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on. You know, it just wasn't. But it 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 broke me down in a in a really great way. Uh-huh. And um and then I I really loved my job, but um but didn't like school and um and so that's what I did with my time. And I didn't fully know who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think two of the main things that helped me become comfortable with myself was coming out mm-hmm. and um becoming a comedian yeah. i was gonna ask when did you know you wanted to do comedy oh my god my whole i i used i whenever i would hear billy joel's song my life where he says um, yes 
got a stand-up routine in L.A. Yeah, I. It was electrifying to me. Me too, Tig. Danielle. The, yeah. Okay. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> it's the theme song to Bosom Buddies, which is one of my favorite shows ever. Okay. Second, it's Billy Joel, who I love. Yeah, I do too. And third, the stand-up thing. Yeah. So that song has a huge like place in my same Z's brain yeah that's amazing yeah. yeah it was electrifying yes to hear that song and to just hear stand-up routine yeah I was like yeah yeah and yeah I used to I was a big fan of Richard Pryor mm-hmm. when I was a kid and Paula Poundstone and mm-hmm. um Ellen and Rosie O'Donnell like I was yes. so into Rosie when she uh I watched her on um what was that show Star Search? Oh, uh-huh. when, she, yeah. when she won that, yeah, and then when she hosted VH1 yes. Stand Up Spotlight, yes. Do you remember? Um, and I, you know, I don't really follow Rosie now, and it's mm-hmm. funny because my wife and I are 15 years apart, and to her, Rosie is a talk show host. Oh, and to me, <laughs> yeah. Rosie is yeah. a stand up, right? Yeah, and and to her, she's an actor, and I understand she did all that, yeah, does all that, but to me, she is a stand up no, comedian. Yeah. And when she would introduce all the up-and-coming stand-ups, remember when she would be like, I'm your host, Nancy Reagan. Uh, oh, like yeah, every yeah, time yeah. She, yeah. she'd be like, uh, you know, welcome to playful, Stand yeah. Up Spotlight. I'm your host, Gandhi. And I would be like, <laughs> oh, my God, I cannot take this humor. Um, but uh, Wait, I had another question for you. Oh, about your boys. Mm-hmm. So you have seven-year-olds. Yes. So they are in school, obviously. Or do homeschool or something? No. No. Um, they are in school. So do you, does it ever worry you or do you ever think about like, what if they have the struggles that I had? Like, what if they drop out? Has this, I'm sure this is something that's occurred to you. Sure it has. Are you concerned or? I wouldn't say concerned. We're, you know, as you can only take it day by day, we're taking it day by day. There's a lot of things where, that's just one thing. Right. It's yeah. it's like these are vegan boys with two moms in Hollywood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like <laughs> right. uh, and we're just trying to have faith that um it's I'm sure going to sound very naive and and I'm also fine with that, but hoping that just the support and love and life that we're giving them will I don't know aid in in their it's uh, not naive it's completely true yeah I just yeah and and that's the thing is is they are only seven and they've been really great and they've they have their off days and off moments and little arguments but in general I would say on a near daily basis Stephanie and I are always like I can't believe how cool our kids are like I can't I can't believe just even seven years in, that it's been as good as it has. And we're aware that could change, whether right. it's yeah. they start to despise school, whether they right. um, you know, start to act up or misbehave in certain ways right. that we don't think we're um, you know, <laughs> anywhere near perfect or that our kids right. won't have any of these struggles. But, um, but we're really trying not to think too yeah mm-hmm. much there's so much no, happening in the moment yeah yeah and just as a parent who has dealt with a child who deeply despises school mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we did get help for, like 
you can rest assured that you're going to be so you're so involved as parents, I'm sure, because all parents who also like we made our kids on purpose mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. <laughs> we did it with the help of science. Yeah. You're super involved. Mm -hmm. And when you have a child who does have a really hard time with school, mm -hmm. you know, as I, I did similarly have a hard time with school, um, you're going to help and you're going to give them so many resources and you're going to be really understanding yes. and loving about it mm -hmm. and not punishing about like I, it doesn't sound like your parents were punishing about it either but like you're going to have so much empathy about it when i said that i dropped out and had uh the teachers sign the yeah the paper there there is a step that i missed that i just remembered um that the paper that was signed came after this um i got in trouble for skipping school mm -hmm. and so i was put in in school suspension did you have that oh yeah we had to go I, sit mm -hmm. in a I room did that. i did a lot of that <laughs> same <laughs> and so at my school when you got in school suspension for whatever the offense was mm -hmm. and you're you know you get two days of in school suspension that got you there to begin with and then you don't get out unless you do your schoolwork. Right. And so the days get tacked on if you don't <sighs> complete schoolwork. So I wasn't doing any of it. Right. And I was sitting there thinking, because they kept tacking days on uh -huh. and more books and worksheets and stuff were piling up. And I was sitting there truly thinking, I don't know who they think is going to be doing it. <laughs> right. and, um, and then I just thought, I think I'm going to head out. <laughs> I think I'm just going to. That was like the light bulb. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what am I doing? I don't right. I, I'm going to head home. Right. And yeah. so. Life is short. Yeah. And so I <laughs> got up and I started to walk out and it was a gym coach that like would oversee the in-school suspension kids. And, um, and when I got up to walk out, he stood up and he stood in front of the door. He goes, whoa, 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 where are you going? Where do you think you're going? And I said. I'm going home. Uh -huh. I, I'm gonna head home. Yeah. And he was like, "You, you can't. You can't." And I go, "No, no, no. I'm, I'm leaving. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm going home. Uh -huh. I am. I quit. I quit." And so you could see on his face, yeah. he didn't. He couldn't. Yeah, no, he couldn't process that. that. Yeah. He could. They couldn't force me. I'm yeah. quitting school. Right. Right now, I'm quitting. Amazing. And so I just walked out and I went home. And you never went back. I went back to and get I, the paper signed. The paper signed. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Do you think it was, because you said earlier about the math, do you think it was both um, in a, like, lack of ability in certain academic realms and just disinterest? Was it both? It or was probably both. And then I probably had plenty of, um, you know, like so many kids, just like things going on at home uh -huh. and, you know, stressful mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, it, it, my mother, we had such an up and down relationship yeah. and she was very, um, so fun, so funny. She was kind of the cool mom. And that comes also with an eye roll of like, yeah, but as a mother, right, it's a little... Put your underwear on. <laughs> Put something on. Right. Which is actually uh, true. My uh, mother was very, she was like, why do we have to wear clothes? Uh, okay. You know? <laughs> and so she just. Chris was, is getting a little like that. Her. <laughs> a little too naked. She's get, Chris is getting to be a naked family. 
Well, well my husband's German, uh-huh. and they're very naked people. Uh-huh. And so lately my kids have been just talking about how my nipples are too big. A yeah. lot. Yeah. At least you have nipples. Well, I do have them. Yeah. But I said they're big because of you guys. Yeah. Like, they didn't used to be the size, and right. then I breastfed you. But we were also all hiking together on this... <laughs> With Do- those nipples? No, no. I had. I, had, I, I mean, those. They could barely get with me. With your up. circus nipples. I know my circus nipples barely <laughs> she, got me she up the mountain. The carabiner to them. <laughs> yeah, so it was easier to. <laughs> it helped me get up the mountain. Jesus. But we were all undressing in these like cabins together after these hikes, and mm. so there was a lot more nakedness. Yeah. And we usually aren't quite that naked around each yeah. other. But. And it's not like my mother was walking around naked all the time, but she was just like. You know, just a free spirit. A little mm-hmm. too free sometimes and for a mom, you're saying. Very too free. Yes. And, um, you know, sometimes she would just put us to bed and then go out for the night. Oh. That kind of thing. You yes. know. So I think she liked to party. And um, <laughs> I think there was a part of me where I had kind of a chip on my shoulder as a kid where if I got in trouble for something, I was just like... Oh, really? Right. You know? Who are you to say? Yeah. Right. And I remember being in the principal's office, who I'm actually still very close with because I got in trouble all the time. Uh, But she didn't really punish me. She would talk to me Mm -hmm. for hours. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And it it changed the trajectory of my life. Wow. Um, But I remember her saying in one of the earlier conversations when I didn't know her as well, she said, what would your mother think if she knew this? And I said, <laughs> and this is a famous thing within my family uh-huh. of me saying to my principal, what if you knew what my mother was doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, tr- I, I really, you know, it was hard for me to yeah. take things too seriously. That makes sense. And, uh, and then also my mother had a personality where she told me that if anyone has a problem with you, tell them to go to hell. Uh-huh. And so that was also right. in me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciate that I have that. I don't overuse it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I would say that exact line to my kids. Right. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate, you know, all of those things that make me the whatever I am. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so interesting. Wow. Tig, this has been great. Thank you so much. This has been just Fabulous. Well, I feel like we got I love it. a lot of good stories. All right. Well, I'm glad that I gave you something to work with. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. And uh, we'll be right back with what did we learn today? You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Danielle. Christine. Are you ready to learn what we learned today? So ready. Lauren Ash's number one single, Now I Know, can be streamed everywhere. Yes. Number one. Go, Lauren. Season two of The Minx started July 21st on Stars, which is also where you can see season three of Party Down. Okay, great. The heat is on. And it will kill you. Yes. Well, no cruise well, line. Well, Glenn Fry's already dead. He died too? Yeah. Man, I am just losing track of who's dead. 
While no cruise line would give the website Cruise Critic an exact number of deaths per year, <laughs> one cruise line insider who asked to remain anonymous said up to three people die per week yes, on that's, cruises. Yeah, that's what Mike was saying. I was like, what? <laughs> Enjoy your Mai Tai. Texas prisons are like Disneyland. No one ever dies there. Oh, does Disneyland lie about people dying in their uh, parks? Allegedly, they get people out before they oh, are declared to keep their statistics. Dead. Yeah, they, 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 they put they them on the tram them. and send them to the parking <laughs> yes, lot. They're on the people mover. Disney, come okay. on. That must be hard at uh, Disney World because it's so much bigger. Yeah. Stock up on belts. It's going to be too hot to wear anything else. Oh, yeah. Jet streams are fast flowing, narrow. No, mirror. we don't want to know. We don't want to know. You said we're not. We're not listening to it. We're not going to learn. What they no, are. we're going to stay ignorant about jet streams. In the face of these extreme heat waves, just remember, stay cool, Daddy O. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. Is that from a thing? I don't it's, know. It just popped in my head. Okay. It's a famous phrase. Okay. Isn't yeah. It? I'm 2023. Oh. I think this is supposed to say in. In, in, yes. in 2023, temperatures in Death Valley have reached nearly 130 degrees. Jesus Christ. Causing tourists to flock to the desert to experience the feeling of the extreme heat. Wait, what? People, People are going to see what it no. feels like? No. Yeah. Just why don't you go to a sauna? No. No. You can do that. Just Absolutely no. Forget governments. The beavers will save us. Yes. We're all counting on you beavers. Yep. Check with your local communities for ways to best help with environmental protection projects. Do it. The idea of using a hook on offending performers goes back to at least 1903 when Harry Miner's Bowery Theater in New York hosted amateur night competitions in which bad acts got the hook, the famous shepherd's crook that would intrude from the wings and herd the offending performers off stage. The gong show used the gong show. The gong for this purpose. So I don't know where I saw that. I guess I went to um, Harry Miner's Bowery Theater in New York in 1903 with my time machine. Yes. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah. And that we didn't scare you too much. If you like what we're doing, you know wow. You know wow. Wow. (laughs) You know what? Wow. (laughs) Just wow. Just wow. Just wow. Just wow us. We should start a band called Just Wow. Oh, right? Don't you think that would be a good, like, yes, punk pop yeah. band, Just Wow? We would be so fun. Would or, we play at kids' birthday parties? Mm, or, that's how we'd start, but then yeah, we'd, we'd expand. Know. Yeah. And we'd sure. open for, like, Bananarama on their mm-hmm. reunion tour. That's right. I love it. I'm going to wear hot pink lipstick. Yes. And a dayglow jumpsuit. Love it. Not heels, because that's out. So probably some kind of funky Birkenstock. Mm. I know that's not your scene, no. but you'll wear cute sandal that's okay. also orthopedic. Great. I'm not sure those two words have been put together before. Funky Birkenstock? Funky Birkenstock. <laughs> yeah. Funky smelling Birkenstock. Yeah, well, that too. Anyway, you can support us on Patreon. You know you can leave us a review. We love that. You can go to our socials and tag us or whatever. Leave a comment. We love to share them. And until next time, remain, remain calm. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.